This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We're going to go back to Georgia in a moment. It's Thursday, 15 February, year of 2024. Let's go to Rome. The protest actually is ending early and kind of split into three parts. Ben Horn was there. Why are the farmers now? Why is this spread to Italy? You had it in Holland. You've got it in Germany. You have it in France. This is a populist revolt of the farmers in Europe. What's going on there, Ben? See, there are about 20,000 people, according to the organizers, spread at three different protests across the center of Rome today. And they're all saying the same thing. They want an end to the, to the globalized pressure, downward pressure on agricultural prices because they can't afford to make a living. That's incredibly important, obviously, from, um, from the perspective of food security being a key element of, of national security. And there's also the issue, Steve, against the, 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 the um, zero carbon push on, on climate concerns, which is also in the regulation, which is hitting them very hard. It's important to see this, Steve, for, for two reasons. One, because it shows you a level of the latent anger that exists here and the huge support behind the farmers as well. But the, the second thing, Steve, this is the important thing I want to say here. It's great to protest, to show your anger. But in democracies, uh, 2020 aside, you don't manifest a desire to, to change by coming and protesting. You need to organize yourself and come out and vote intelligently at election time. That's the key point, Steve, that I want to make here in Italy, also seeing the French, the, the Dutch, um, the Belgian protests. The important thing is, is that you have a choice of election. And if you don't vote properly and intelligently, yeah. the, the agenda but, is not hidden. It's a globalist but, but, agenda. But, it's in your face. Ben, ben, this, ben, the, ben, this is all teed up to the European parliamentary elections in June, just like Brexit set up in 16 set up the set the plate up for Trump in, in uh, November. You have massive European parliamentary elections. That's why the farmers are out there right now, correct? Well, that's, that's, that's part of it as well. And I think the interesting thing to see from, you know, there's an interesting article today, for example, in the Financial Times, teeing up the, the, the relationship between the huge anger here that is right across the European Union and the fact that the globalist elites coming into the June European elections, they don't know how to handle it. Now, the best thing that they're doing, that they're trying, it has very little resonance on the streets, Steve, is that they're trying to suggest that these protests are either being organised by Putin or by the far right. Now, that's obviously, um, and it's demonstrably not true, but it's the only response that they have at this point coming in to do, yeah. because they don't have a record on which to stand. Same with MAGA. Okay, Ben, where do people go to get all the content? You're putting stuff up about this, the Farmers First Test right now. Where do they go? Thank you so much, Steve. Simply Ghetto, which is my social media platform of choice, at Harnwell. It's my surname, folks. Thanks, Steve. God bless. Thank you. Uh, fantastic. 
We've got uh, Ralph Reed in Israel. Catherine Engelberg's going to be on to refute this uh, smear on her about she doesn't have any evidence uh, against Raffensperger. Big story last night. We're going to make sure we drive the response. Uh, folks, this is one of the reasons. We're going to go back to, uh, let's go to a Wade thing in a moment. Hang on one second. CPAC.org slash War Room. We need all the posse members that can make it. Tickets under 100 bucks. when you go to the War Room. Go to CPAC.org slash War Room. We're going to have a kickoff event in the in the run up to it on Wednesday before the third the Wednesday night open. Uh, we're going to have uh, I think the Force Multiplier Academy. You guys have been so absolutely amazing. We're going to bring in some uh, how do I say War Room VIPs to spend the afternoon with you. We're going to feed you lunch, all of it. That's on Wednesday. Of course, you get three days of CPAC, including President Trump himself coming back to the nation's capital as a preamble to the uh, November five November election and him returning to the White House as a legitimate president of the United States on uh, the high noon on the 20th of uh, January, 2025. Let's go in. Let's dip into Wade uh, before we go to Israel and to, uh, and to Catherine Elbert. Go ahead and hit it. We're going pretty far field into divorce matters that don't have any direct relevance to anything that's pending before the court. Subject to the relevance of that and further. All right. Not seeing uh, that being a proper grounds for impeachment. Uh, it's sustained. Okay. Let's talk about this December 22nd, 2023 um, verification. I tabbed it for you. Um, again, they asked you if you had any documentations showing proof of this relationship, proof of any relationship, correct? I'm going to object to the phrasing of that question. I don't believe that's an accurate read of the interrogatory. All right. Let's be precise, Ms. Merchant. And, and you please read it. I want to make sure I'm accurate. Please read it. Which which number? This one actually has a number. I tabbed it for you, so you should be able to open right to the page. Um, it's number 22. The question specifically is if you have any tangible evidence of any nature in your possession or control or any other person or entity which relates to any manner of your activities to any person with whom you've had a sexual relationship during your marriage. Tangible evidence is... Notes, cards, letters, photos, films, recordings, documents, tapes, video recordings, receipts, invoices, and other tangible evidence. Yes. Okay. And you answered that you did not have any documents to that effect, correct? Correct. Okay. And um, that was on December 22nd, 2023? Yes, ma'am. You updated those responses again after the motion to disqualify was filed, though, correct? When was the motion filed? January 8th, 2024, when I filed the motion to disqualify you and alleged that you had a romantic relationship with Ms. Willis. Yes, ma'am. After that, you updated these responses, correct? Yes, ma'am. And so your new responses, you now changed your answer from that you didn't have any of this to you're asserting the privilege under 245505, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and both of these are under oath. Yes, ma'am. You also updated your response to the question about spending time with someone other than your spouse for dinner, drinks, things at restaurants, bars, hotels, or the other person's home, correct? Yes, ma'am. So in December of 2023, you said no to all that. And then in January, after I filed my motion, you said privilege to all that. Fifth Amendment privilege. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and I, just to be clear, was it? Sorry, I'm going to object the characterization of Fifth Amendment privilege. I think it was a statutory privilege, and that's quite just, different. That's why I was just about to ask him. So that privilege covers infamy or Fifth Amendment privilege, correct? So it was a privacy privilege is what I updated my response to do. Once okay. you filed your motion to 
uh, intervene mm -hmm. in my divorce action, um, I then figured that you were in talks with my uh, former wife's uh, divorce lawyer. Okay. Um, and because of that, um, I asserted a privacy privilege because I didn't want the we're going uh, go to go um, to bleed over right there. To they're hammering Nathan Wade for this uh, case, which is the case perjury. Let's go to so Israel because I've got uh, Ralph Reed. I want to I want to get an update. And we're going to come right back to this. Uh, Ralph Reed, um, you leave uh, you leave Georgia for a, a, a couple of days to go to Israel to have their back and things are exploding in Georgia nonstop. Sir, get us up to date uh, with everything you've learned on your incredible trip to uh, to Israel. Well, it's been a whirlwind trip, Steve. We leave in a few hours, but I had some extraordinary meetings today in Jerusalem with members of the Israeli cabinet, including uh, the five-member uh, war cabinet. And uh, while I'm obviously not at liberty to share everything that I learned today, I can tell you uh, that barring some unforeseen development that I certainly don't anticipate, uh, the idea uh, the Israeli military is going to go into Rafa. They're going to finish this job. Uh, there's uh, there's two uh, remaining uh, Hamas battalions in Rafa. There are approximately 1.1 uh, 1 million civilians that have all moved south to the Egyptian border. They're going to be given a, uh, a safe uh, exit strategy. They're going to be given an opportunity to evacuate. Uh, they're going to be given every opportunity to get out of the way, and then the Israeli military is going to finish this job. And uh, as I shared with you last night, uh, the, the gap between where U.S. and so-called international community diplomats are and where the populace is on the ground here and where the Israeli government is uh, could not be further apart. It is, uh, it, is a, it is a fantasy at this point to be talking about potentially unilaterally recognizing a Palestinian state, they would be rewarding Hamas for the most horrific terrorist attack on Israel since the Holocaust. Uh, the Israeli people don't want it. They want this war won. They want Hamas defeated. They want their infrastructure dismantled. And that's what's getting ready to happen. And as, as Israel goes from being the victim on October 7th to being the victor after this military operation, we're going to see who their real friends are, including in this administration. Uh, Ralph, I just want to be specific because sometimes they count it different in different militaries. As the IDF looks at it, when they say two battalions of Hamas top-line fighters, what are we talking about? 2,500 people, 5,000, 10,000? What is the total amount that they say, when they say battalions, what, what kind of number are they talking about? They're talking about roughly five to 6,000 in those two battalions, but they also think in the previous battalions that they've defeated, which means they've either killed or wounded 50% or more of the forces in those battalions. And they've done that to eight battalions. Okay. So that's what that means. That doesn't mean everybody in those battalions was killed or wounded. So they think they assess that some of those people have now drifted down to Rafa. So they think it could be as many as 8,000. So it's going to be a real battle. Uh, they also think that's where Sinwar is located. Uh, they've come very close to him. Uh, they, they need to achieve two 
two objectives. Number one, they need to defeat Hamas. Number two, they need to destroy the tunnels and the infrastructure. And number three, uh, they need to take out the leadership. Um, they need to make, sh- make sure that there's no uh, leadership left to assert any authority or control over Gaza after this is over. Uh, that's the only way we can have uh, a living literally right next to them. I mean, within right now, within a kilometer and a half are Israeli kibbutzes and Gaza neighborhoods. Uh, that's likely, likely going to have to change, but they cannot have a terrorist organization that is committed to, to wiping Israel off the map and creating a radical Islamic caliphate that stretches uh, from the Mediterranean all the way across the Middle East. They can't have that. It's not going to happen. It doesn't matter how much pressure Washington puts on them. And right now, Steve, what is needed is every friend of Israel and every friend of Western civilization, because this is truly a civilizational struggle. Their fight is our fight. Their struggle is our struggle. The same people who chant death to the Jews chant death to America. The same Iranian radical mullahs who are seeking a nuclear weapon to aim at the United States are seeking to wipe Israel off the map. It's the same enemies, the same fight. Ralph, when you talk to the war cabinet and they say, hey, look, here's the plan. We're going to give these people every opportunity to get out. But at a state and certain when they don't get out, we're going in and we're going to take out the, the two remaining uh, battalions, which is between five or 6,000 fighters. Uh, are they clear that they have the uh, Biden regime's sign off on that? Or have they got the, the approval of the Biden regime that the Biden regime will have their back on this? I don't know that that's clear. You know, I really don't. Um, I certainly haven't talked to anybody in the Biden administration, but based on the published accounts that are in all the major outlets, including front page of the Wall Street Journal, front page of their website today, uh, all that the Biden administration is doing is expressing frustration, uh, you know, referring to uh, the prime minister of Israel with uh, expletives, uh, expressing views that would never be expressed about an ally when they're trying to deal with an enemy that has killed innocent civilians and engaged in the worst attack that this country has experienced since the founding of the modern state of Israel. I mean, Steve, the estimates that the the IDF has, that uh, that of the roughly 23,000 people who have been killed in this uh, war, that over 13,000 of them are Hamas terrorists and fighters. That's a virtual one-to-one ratio. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert 
an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. That, that was far, more, far better than we had when we went into Mosul when we were taking out ISIS. So we're setting a double standard for Israel that no army, no military has ever had in fighting a war of this kind, and particularly when Hamas deliberately uses civilians as human shields, deliberately. They're now learning as they look at the intel that it isn't just a matter of them building tunnels and, and Hamas uh, command centers underneath hospitals and schools. It goes way beyond that. After they built the tunnels, they then built the schools right over the top of the command centers. They are literally using innocent children as shields to protect their military. This is, uh, this is a war crime. It's a human rights violation. And the administration in the United States of America right now needs to stand up and make clear they stand with Israel. And if this administration doesn't, then shame on them. Uh, Ralph, um, you're one of the most sophisticated guys when it comes to messaging and in aspects of information warfare and all that. Um, given the fact that it, I would say that the Israelis are winning the kinetic part, but they're clearly losing just the reality, the, the information war from every angle because they're coming on them and dumping. Given that the Rafa, the fight's only going to get tougher. When you talk to the war cabinet and other people in Israel, do they have a plan B on the information warfare part to somehow get their case out and, and, and at least try to make it better or get more information out uh, to try to make sure that the information warfare is as effective as clearly their kinetic part is? I think so. I mean, they're leaning into this. Uh, we, we met with the, uh, some of the senior leadership of the IDF. Uh, spokespersons uh, bureau while we were here. Uh, you've probably seen some of the people that they've had grant interviews to the dominant media. The problem is, is that uh, the dominant media has really moved on. They're not really covering this anymore, except in the negative way and this sort of uh, uh, back and forth between the Biden administration and the Netanyahu government. Uh, they're not really covering the military action as much. But the answer is yes. I think you can look to see uh, more government officials uh, getting out there and giving interviews. I think you're going to see more people like me coming over here. I fly back tonight. I'll be serving as a, as a witness doing media. I'll be doing a media call, a briefing call uh, for about 25 or 30 leading uh, reporters in the United States to kind of give a download of my trip and what I've learned. And I think you can also look, uh, Steve, for the pro-Israel community in the United States. You know, we've allowed these Palestinian sympathizers, the anti-Semites and the anti-Israeli elements to have all these protests and these demonstrations. I think you're going to see a lot more activity from the grassroots. Uh, stay tuned. There'll be more to come on that. But uh, sure, they understand that this is a public and a messaging fight as well as a kinetic struggle. 
Ralph, where do people go to follow you? Because our audience is obviously quite interested in this and want to see how they participate, they assist, they augment. So where do people go? Uh, they, can, they can go to my website at Faith and Freedom Coalition. That's ffcoalition.com. FF is in Faith and Freedom. And they can also find me on social media, Instagram or Twitter at, at Ralph Reed. That's at Ralph Reed. Uh, Ralph, of all the different hits I've seen on all different medias, yours have been the most powerful. So look forward to talking to you when you get back and can't wait till you get back over there. Amazing. Ralph Reed from uh, Israel. Incredible. Let's go back to the courtroom in Georgia. Some real activity. The, um, argumentative tone of the question. I believe it's been asked and answered. So. All right. It's the same. Um, in, let's see. You also in this affidavit said that no funds paid to you for compensation as your role as special counsel was shared with Willis, correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, and that you never cohabitated with Willis, correct? That's correct. Um, by cohabitation, does that mean that you never spent the night with Willis? I spent the night with her during but, travel. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so when, so I just want to qualify your term, your use of the term cohabitation. That means you didn't live together. That's correct. But you did spend the night together. Yes. When was the first time you spent the night together? Your Honor. Um, That's the subject of his affidavit, Judge. Right, but it might not be the subject of this hearing. So the question is the nature and extent of the relationship. And so if they just spent the night on a single occasion, I don't, I, I would need, I don't think we're going to document in detail every single time that happens. And I don't intend to do that judge, but I think what is relevant is when the relationship started. And that's what you had indicated. On well, why don't we start with that question and go from there. And that's what I asked when the first time he's, he spent the night with her was that's, that's what I asked. That's a different question, isn't it? Okay. So let's not talk about when you spent the night. When did your romantic relationship with Miss Willis begin? 2022. When? In 2022. Early 2022. So you were appointed in November of 2021. Yes, ma'am. And your relationship started early. What's early? January? February? Around March. Around March. But you two met at an October 2019 um, judicial conference, correct? Yes, ma'am. And um, describe your relationship at that point, then. Which point? 2019. So I was at a judicial conference to teach a course, if you will, um, to newer judges. Um, I did that in 2019. Um, as I was exiting the conference, um, another judge was standing outside who was a friend of mine. I stopped and exchanged pleasantries with, with her. Um, and standing, talking to her at the time was then Judge Willis. She introduced us um, at that time. We shook hands, exchanged business cards, and I got into my vehicle and left the conference. So that meeting was probably three minutes when was the next time you talked to her? Didn't talk to her again, probably maybe a month or a month and a half had gone by. Okay, so you talked to her November maybe? Maybe. On the phone? On the phone. Okay, how regularly did you speak with her in 2021 on the phone? 
in 2021. I'm sorry, 20, 2019. I'm so sorry. 2019. How frequently did you speak with her on the phone? <clears throat> 2019, after the meeting, I probably talked to her two or three times. She would have questions. Um, I was the district rep for the particular district that I sat in. Um, okay. And the judges would, when they would have questions, they sometimes would go to the rep. So she was outside of my district, but um, she would call me. She felt comfortable calling me to ask me the questions. I don't know if you know the the racial makeup of uh, the certain benches, but it wasn't very diverse. So she felt comfortable calling me for advice. Um, and she did that. And we had also in common that she was starting um, a private law practice at the time, and I'd already had mine up and going, and we talked about balancing the demands of the the bench with their private practice. So we didn't we didn't talk that often, but when she had questions of mostly legal issues that would come up, she would call me. I just want to make sure because my question was just how many times, and you said two to three times, right? Yeah. Okay. And in 2022, how frequently did you speak in 2022? This is um, before you were appointed. I'm sorry, perhaps as much as your timeline, 2022? I'm sorry, 2020. 2020. How frequently did you speak in 2020? 2020, it was um, more more frequent than, than 19, um, obviously, but more frequent. Can you tell me approximately a month how often you think you spoke with her mm. on the phone? Your Honor, I'm, I'm going to object to the granular Second. detail. We're going to come um, back uh, to this. He's already admitted. Uh, they, it, look, Trump's lawyer is, is destroying these people right now. Okay, we're going to come right back to it. Just bear with me for a second because another explosive story. Let's bring in Catherine Engelberg from True the Vote. Catherine, if I'm reading the Associated Press, the Washington Post, uh, the uh, you know the Journal Constitution. Every media outlet that's mainstream media is saying that Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips got nothing. That Raffensperger's dancing on your grave. That in a federal court you sat there, a judge asked you, "Where's your evidence?" And you guys had nothing. Are, are those news reports correct, ma'am? No, they're they're not. This is an orchestrated hit, largely to deflect from what you were just showing. I mean, largely to deflect from the absolute chaos and and lack of leadership all across the state of Georgia. And, and so we are, you know, uh, ready fodder for those that would, would want to change the subject, but no, it's, it's absolutely not true. We've tried, uh, in earnest and repeatedly for three years to get Georgia to investigate. They've done nothing. But wasn't this was confusing about the, about the, um, about the news reports. Are they asking you what you have? Are they blocking an investigation? Because Rothensburg is, co is coming. He's a big part of these stories saying, hey, we give him every opportunity, the 2,000 mules, all this, and they don't have any evidence. Is, 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 do you have evidence now or you need a further investigation where you say, hey, the evidence is right there, but you're blocking us? It's, <clears throat> it's, this is a multi-tentacled story. We began by providing information to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations in 2021. They declined to do anything with it. Then we filed um, complaints with it with data in 20 in the latter part of 2021 to the Secretary of State. They did nothing for with it 
uh, for approximately two years. And at that point, we had begun spinning down much of the live data, but you know the, the, the summaries and all the things that had been provided, all the information they needed uh, certainly was still available. But now the state election board has sued us and it, and it really boils down to one thing. They are trying to hang this entire um, investigation, this entire program and project up on our willingness to give one whistleblower name when they have 272 other names or other device IDs that they could be in have, could have been investigating for years. So they're, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to take the easy way out and point at something that's irrelevant. And they're trying to make headlines with it and doing a great job because of course, you know, the, the Washington Post and AP are, are just willing lapdogs to repeat this kind of nonsense. So, well, you know, we're going to keep pushing back. I tell you what, we'll have you and Greg. We got to go back to the trial. As you know, they wanted to deflect from Fonnie Willis's trial. We're going to go back to that hearing. We'll get you and Greg on, hopefully tonight, if this thing's over. And I want to go into more depth because you're absolutely right. You can, I can see an organized media hit. I, I can see, I know an organized media hit when I see one. And oh, they've got let, it. And let me, Catherine, and let me Catherine, just, we're, absolutely, we're, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. I just be, I know it's organized because my my inbox, my cell phone are blowing up with with death threats, and this is just how the left operates. We're their we're their latest talking point, yeah. and they're going to come all at us. People should not be surprised for the hits on us to keep coming because we're being effective. Where do they go? I know you're putting up information. Where do people go right now to uh, catch up on everything you're working on? TrueTheVote.org online. Uh, our socials, True the Vote, uh, at, at on um, Truth and on X. And we are going to go live on Patriot Games on Rumble at noon central. So for people that want to hear from both Greg and I, just letting it go uh, about all the stuff that has not made made the headlines. Um, We're going to be doing that today at noon central and look forward to being back with you guys again tonight. Beware. When's the last time you checked your home title? Never, right? Cyber criminals may have already forged your name off your home's title. His name is on your home's title. He's going to take out loans using your equity. You won't know until foreclosure notices show up for unpaid home loans he took out on your house. Now, I rely on Home Title Lock to protect my home's title. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Let me repeat that. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Question. Has some criminal taken over your title? Find out for free when you sign up. Code Bannon at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. Let me repeat that. You get a free comprehensive scan and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. This is all free. Go to home title lock, hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. Take action today. Take the angst of this off of uh, off of your plate. Don't let these cyber bandits, these cyber thugs, coupled with artificial intelligence, mess with your home equity. Action, action, action. Perfect. Thank you, Catherine. Let's go Absolutely. back to uh, Brother Wade's Brother Wade's testimony at the hearing. The flights that, the flights that- you see here are the flights that she would have booked with her own resources, with her own car. And there's one flight, correct? 
one flight reflecting that that you she actually booked miss merchant let him finish and then you can redirect him one flight that she actually booked yes the other flights i booked she paid for so the affidavit you submitted one flight that she booked and paid for yes ma'am your Honor, I'm, I'm going to object to the phrasing of that question. The line in the affidavit is not as Ms. Merchant is representing it. It said examples of the District Attorney, District Attorney Willis purchasing plane tickets for she and I with her personal funds were attached as an exhibit. It certainly did not represent that it was the only example of the District Attorney purchasing flights for um, Mr. Wade or for compensating um, other travel. All right. understand, Ms. Cross. I think that's something you can... It's now on the record, but also something you can take on cross. Thank you. And, and just so everybody is clear, all I asked you is your affidavit. You submitted proof of one flight that she paid for in book. That's all I'm asking. Correct? With the explanation, yes, ma'am. Okay. All I needed. Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? Oh, it was cash. She didn't She didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. No, you did not? No, ma'am. Okay. Um, we'll get to that in just a minute then. Let's see. Um, so the only thing that you have actual documentary proof, not cash, is this one receipt that you attached to the affidavit? Is that correct? Your Honor, I object to that question. That is a mischaracterization of the assertion that is in the affidavit. I'm asking. So then he can deny it. I think he can fend for himself. Miss Merchant. Is this the only written proof that you have of a trip she paid for? That I have? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you submitted the one piece of written evidence that you have that she paid for something. Everything else is in cash. Is that accurate? No. That's not accurate. Okay. Please tell me, what other receipts do you have then that show that she paid for things? I don't have them. Okay. okay. So this is the only receipt that you have to show that she paid for travel? That I have, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. In your divorce case, you filed a domestic relations financial affidavit, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. The first one you filed was in January 2022, right? Thereabout, yes, ma'am. And those are under oath? Yes. Okay. And um, you also filed corporate taxes in 2022, correct? Yeah. Okay. And um, tell me about your, your business. Are you, do you have a partnership or are you a solo practitioner? As it stands today? Yes. So today um, I have a separate PC, my law partner, has his own separate PC. Okay. So, but we're under the same umbrella, under the same roof. So we share expenses, we share income, and we split it. So are you a partnership? We are a partnership in the sense of 
We share expenses. We share income. Are you registered with the state of Georgia as a partnership? So the WBC firm that included myself, Terrence Bradley, and Christopher Campbell, we were registered with the Secretary of State as a partnership um, for a short period of time. Um, when that was dissolved, though, right, in 2023? I'm going to object to the witness answer this question. Mr. Wade, did you have something else to add there? I did. Um, when uh, things happened and we excused Mr. Bradley from that partnership, it left Christopher Campbell and myself. So now you have two separate PCs under the same umbrella mm -hmm. um, sharing expenses and income. Okay, so let me just narrow down my questions then. Are you registered and have you been registered at any time in the state of Georgia as Wade and Campbell? Wade, no ma'am. You've never been registered as a partnership? As Wade and Campbell, no ma'am. Wade and Campbell, yes, thank you. But as Wade Bradley Campbell, yes ma'am. Wade Bradley Campbell was registered on April 1st, 2021 and administratively dissolved on September 8th, 2023, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Other than that partnership, you have always <coughs> been registered as law office of Nathan Wade? Yes, ma'am. Not with Chris Campbell? Correct. Okay. Thank you. So the affidavit that you filed in your divorce case, the first one in 2022, I think I'm up to number seven. I'm going to just show you, give you a group of exhibits so we don't have to go back and forth. I'm marking the 2022 as seven. I'm marking the 2024 as eight. I'm marking the um, the credit card statements as nine, and your taxes as ten. Okay. I've got object to taxes, um, the relevance of them at this point. Uh, the relevance of this entire business structure doesn't seem clear to me as either impeaching or relevant to the issues that the courts, uh, under the court's consideration. But insofar as we're talking about tax returns and other things like that, certainly that uh, should be redacted, and um, I, I would object to the relevance of it. I agree they should be redacted. I don't agree to the relevance, um, but I haven't tried to tender them yet, Judge. I'm just marking them right now so that everyone can follow. All right. And what is uh, the eventual relevance that you were getting at here? Um, well, I'm going to ask him because one of the things that we have to show in this case is a personal and financial interest. So, and he's talked about how he was reimbursed for these things. And so I have a, I have a right to go into the veracity of those statements. Um, so let's see, seven, eight, sorry, nine. All right, so right now I'm just going to show you what I've marked um, as these exhibits. Ms.
May I approach the church? You may. I'm showing you what I marked as seven, eight, nine, and ten. All right. So you have them for your references. I ask you some questions. All right. So, um, so these are sworn. The, the, I'm first going to ask you about the domestic relations financial affidavit. These are sworn. They're filed under oath, correct? Yes, ma'am. And the most recent one that you filed was filed on January 26, 2024? Yes, ma'am. So a few weeks ago. Yes, ma'am. And in that one, you said that you made $9,500 each month, correct? Yes, ma'am. You said that in 2022, well, in 2022, in this case alone, isn't it true you were paid $303,000 over $303,000. I was paid? Yes, in this case. Fulton County, by Fulton County. Uh, I see where you're going. So. <laughs> and, and Judge, I just asked our, him to answer the question. If he wants to explain it, I've got no problem with uh, that. Mr. Wade, just listen to the question asked and, and just ask, answer the question asked. If, in 2022, isn't it true you were paid over $300,000? No, ma'am, that is not true. You were not paid over $300,000 by Fulton County. No, ma'am, I was not. Okay. How much were you paid in 2022 then? So, what I was beginning to explain was Fulton County wrote a check to my firm. Okay. What happens at that point is the checks are then deposited, as you have the bank statements, you see that, and then they are dispersed between the three of us. So there was Mr. Bradley, there was Mr. Wade, and there was Christopher Campbell. A third, a third, a third. So when you ask me if I was paid $300,000, the answer is no. I got a third of that that went to my personal firm. Now, once the money was distributed to my personal firm, obviously the expenses come out of that, and I get, at the end of the day, whatever the profit is. So I did not get $300,000, no ma'am. And let me just clarify. My question was not, did you put in your pocket $300,000? My question was, was the law firm of Nathan Wade paid over $300,000 in the year 2022? Again, <laughs> a third of that came to the law firm of Nathan Wade. So you're saying that the law firm of Nathan Wade did not receive checks from Fulton County government over $300,000 in the year 2022? That's a different question. Um, a, a third of the 300000 came to Nathan Wade. Okay. Again, I'm not asking what went in your pocket. I'm asking, were, was the law firm of Nathan Wade paid over $300,000 in 2022? I'm just asking I know, but I think okay. we're dancing around the, the point there. So, final time, Ms. Mercer. That's fine. I can move on, Judge. Thank you. Um, so, you said that they were dispersed amongst all of you um, or put into an account with all of you. So, it's your testimony that for 2022, every check you received from Fulton County government went into an operating account with you, Bradley, and Campbell. No, 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 no. That's not what I testified to. Um, so, the, the, the way Bradley and Campbell firm um, established um, an account mm -hmm. 
when we decided to purchase a building in 2022. At that point, every piece of income that came into the entity went into that account. Okay. And then after expenses were paid, it was split a third, a third, a third, right? Once that was dissolved, then the funds would go into a different account. Um, my account, one of my accounts. And then I would disperse the funds between now Attorney Campbell and myself, one half and one half. Okay. Makes sense? It, it does. Let me, um, let me be more direct then. So the Synovus operating account that you had for Wade Bradley and Campbell. Yes, ma'am. The checks from Fulton County from January of 2022 until June 17th, 2022, those checks were deposited in that operating account. Yes, ma'am. Starting on July 15th, 2022, the checks you received from Fulton County up until May 26th, 2022, all went into an escrow account that you had at Fifth Third Bank, correct? No, not all of them. Some not of all them, of them? Some of them, yes. So, so it's your testimony that some of your checks from July 15th, 2022, up until May 26th, 2023, um, some of them went into an account outside of Fifth Third Bank? Your Honor, I'm going to check to the, the relevance of, of the financial transactions. How much money you made is, is highly relevant in this case. It's the personal financial business and where, where the money was. And I mean, it's just to follow up on other things that he's testified to. And why is how much money he made relevant? Because he represented in a, in a it, it's very relevant. He filed an affidavit with the court saying with another court, he told another judge that he made $9,500 a month. That's what he swore to. And all right. So this this entire inquiry is just to try and is to establish that prior and consistent statement. Yes. All right. Uh, I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money in our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11. Shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act, this gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Um, I'll give you a minute or two more to try that, but we're going to have to move on. Thank you. Um, so I know you're saying that you only got a third of the $300,000, but you were paid over, the firm was paid over $300,000 in 2022, correct? So, Ms. Merchant, it's not what I'm saying. It, 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 they're numbers. They're, they're there. It, it's, it's, the, it, it's the truth. The, the funds were paid. They were divvied between the three of us, going into an operating account. 
expenses paid out of it. Okay. At the end of that, the 9,000 figure is what you have. Um, so that's where you got the 9,000 figure from? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And let's see, let's... Um... <clears throat> Um, prior to when you filed for divorce in November 2021, um, you would use Mr. Bradley's credit card to pay for things with Ms. Willis, correct? I've and then pay him back in cash. I've never used Mr. Bradley's credit card. In my You've life. never used his credit card? Never. For transactions to anything with Ms. Willis, out to dinner, anything like that? I've Hotels? Never, I've never used Mr. Bradley's credit card. I've never used anyone else's credit card. Not even my father's, and we have the same name. Um, and you'd pay, pay back, if you ever did use someone's credit card, you'd pay back in cash, though, correct? Ma'am, I've never used someone else's credit card. Um, can you take a look at the bank records that I gave you? That's the largest tab you have. For the record, which exhibit is this? Um, it is exhibit, hold on, Judge. It's exhibit nine. It should be the largest section, you thought? Your Honor, before there starts questions yeah. from that, the exhibits haven't been tendered, and I maintain my uh, relevance objection. All right. Let's see what the next question is, and maybe then the objection is going to be highly relevant. <clears throat> accurate copy of your Capital One statements that you provided in discovery to, um, is that an accurate reflection of your Capital One records? That I provided in discovery to whom? Um, to your divorce lawyers, or, so, or that you provided in the divorce proceeding. Is the, is the question, does he recognize it by sight? I'm I asking think, if it's his statements, his bank I, statement. I think that is the question. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a thick document, but I, I believe you if you say that that this is this is what my wife's divorce lawyer gave you. I believe it. Your name's on every page of that document, correct? On every page? Pretty much every page, if not every page. No, it's not on every page, no ma'am. They're all Capital One bank records. They are. Okay. Just take your time, look through it. Tell me if there's anything that you think is not yours. No, no, they appear to be. Okay. Um, and those bank records show that you paid for travel with Miss Willis. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to object the relevance of these documents and the... Um... I, I, well, I think, are you tendering uh, Exhibit 9? I'm going to, Judge, and they're highly relevant to the... They're the well, whole you've asked them a question about the contents of them, and mm -hmm. they haven't been admitted yet, so why don't we start there? Mm -hmm. Thanks. Those show travel that you and Miss Willis took. Well, well, so you're asking about the contents of something that hasn't been admitted yet. Right. Well, I'm asking him if that's what it shows because I know that they're going to object on relevance. Well, first we've got to see if it's uh, you've authenticated it, perhaps. And before we get into other details of what's in it, I think I can it needs to be admitted. That's fine. I, I move to admit them. All right. Object on relevance. On relevance. All right. And on that, uh, overruled. Ms. Merchant. Thank you. Um, those records demonstrate that you paid for travel with yourself and Ms. Willis, correct? They, sh they should. Okay. And let's just talk about that travel. Okay. Um, the first trip is Belize in March 2023. Is that a trip that you took with Miss Willis? 
Are you asking? Did you take a trip with Ms. Willis in 2023 to, to Belize? Belize? I did. Did you take a trip to California with Ms. Willis in 2023? I did. Did you pay for those trips on that credit card? I used the credit card to book the, the travel, but un understand. She that, paid you back cash. Well, let me say this. Let's take the Belize trip, for example, since okay. you started there. That was a birthday gift to me, so I paid nothing for that trip. Zero. Okay. So the, the charges that are on your card, she gave you cash for? She did. Okay. So all of the charges... Excuse me, Your Honor, I believe the witness had finished answering the question. Oh, did you have more? I did. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to get into the, the charges on the, the, the car because so traveling with her um, is, is, a, is a task. You can probably imagine the uh, attention that, that happens. So for safety reasons, um, she would limit her transactions um i mean imagine trying to walk through an airport or sit at a restaurant or do anything um so th there was no there's no attempt to con conceal it's a credit card everything is here so and and that's not what i asked okay um what i asked was the charges for Belize in March 2023 on that credit card. Those are things you purchased to go with Miss with Miss Willis to Belize. Those are those are things that we booked with my card that yes. she paid. Yes. Yes. So those show up on your credit card. They do. And you're saying that she paid you cash to reimburse you for all of that. She did. And she paid you cash for both of your portions or just hers? Both. Okay. So that trip Belize, just Belize. She paid you for everything on Belize. The entire trip. Okay. So the food, tattoo parlor, all that stuff, she paid for. I'm going <coughs> to... I'm sorry, maybe do the question? There was, no, there, there was no tattoo parlor in Belize. The charges, there's a, there's a tattoo parlor on the charges. I, I'm not getting into what it was for. I'm just asking if everything that's on that card related to Belize, she paid you back for. She paid for, yes, ma'am. Okay. Um... Let's talk about California in May 2023. You all went to California together. Yes. And you booked plane tickets. Yes. And her name was on those plane tickets. They were. And so I know you said that you were worried about security and things like that, but that was in her name. When she traveled, she had to use her name. Oh, so the, the plane tickets? Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you paid for those plane tickets and you paid for a hotel. So again, the, the, the card, yes. You used your credit card, and I'm not asking about after what happened. I'm asking, did you use your credit card to book your flight and hotel to California? I did. And um, there's a lot of Ubers on there as well for California. Did you pay for those Ubers as well? Yes. Did we were Willis, in Napa. And you're saying that Miss Willis, are you saying that Miss Willis paid you back for that? Yes. Did she pay for the entire trip, or did she pay for her half of the trip? The, the Napa trip? Mm -hmm. She paid for the excursions, so the, the, it, the expenses sort of balanced out. I mean, there was never, let me be clear, there was never a time when I would say, hey, I bought dinner. Dinner cost $25. You need to give me $25. 
if if you've ever spent any time with Miss Willis, you understand that she's a very independent, proud woman. Item Jackson, so she's going to oh. uh, overall, Mr. White. So she's going to oh. insist that she carries her own weight, and it, it it actually was a point of contention between the two of us. She is going to pay her own way. So let me re-ask the question to make sure that you answer it. A California trip that you paid for, saying that she did not pay you back for cash. Instead, she paid for excursions, and you believe that was roughly half. No, she gave me some cash, yes. She but what I'm cash. saying is the the everything that we did when we got into Napa, mm -hmm. she paid for. The trip that she booked on her credit card in Miami, did you pay her cash back for your half of that? No. So you never paid no. her back for the tickets she bought for you? No, no. I would say I did pay her back because there were times when I would pay for dinner. Okay. She would pay for dinner. It would balance out. But in a relationship, ma'am, you don't, particularly men, um, we don't go asking back for anything. So you're not keeping a ledger of things that you pay for versus the thing that she's paid for. Um, which is why I said that it, it was a point of contention because she was very okay, emphatic. Let me have it. Um, we're going to cover this. We're going to continue. Uh, by the way, Elizabeth, the Telegram, we now have it up there. Uh, we've got it on Getter, the Rumble, our Rumble audience, very special to us. We're going to cover it. I'm going to jump in for, for commentary. This is mesmerizing. Trump's lawyer just taking this apart. You obviously see tax issues. You see perjury. All of it. This is the type of person that's coming after President Trump. That's Trump's pro prosecutor right there. That's Trump's prosecutor. Look, look how he dissembles on his answers right now. And he, he's very sophisticated. Okay, he's this is a whole act. He's dissembling to try to deflect from President Trump's uh, lawyer's pretty direct questions. Um, this is a, 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 it's even shocking. I think that people have been pretty hardened through this process. But this is how. What, this is how they comport themselves when they're coming after President Trump. So this is in, incredibly important. We're going to cover it on all our channels live streaming. Um, a couple of things. HTL, make sure you go to htl.com, hometitlelock.com. Don't expose yourself. We need you up on the ramparts, so don't expose yourself to the combination of cyber and artificial intelligence. Hometitlelock.com. Put in the promo code Bannon for your special deal. So HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Bannon. So check that out right now. Uh, also, obviously, Birch Gold. We want everybody to talk to Philip Patrick and the team. We're going to have a lot of capital markets tomorrow, although we may have to cut big swaths of the show to make sure that we focus on this because it's quite, uh, quite mesmerizing. Very important. It looks like the case, I think, it looks like the case in uh, Georgia is going to be blown up here because, man, oh, man, oh, man. Talk about what we've heard this morning. BirchGold.com uh, slash... Um, Make sure you go to a slash uh, Bannon. Also, again, promo code Bannon. Make sure you talk to Philip Patrick and the team at Birch Gold. CPAC.org War Room is the program. CPAC War Room. Got to get there. The Force Multiplier Academy plus three days of, of a CPAC. We're going to be all over it. And our good friend Mike Lindell is going to join us. Mike, we've had to drop a bunch of guests today because this testimony has been uh, mesmerizing. As you see, exactly the type of person and the scams they're pulling who are coming after President Trump? Also, President Trump today looks gave a masterful, uh, a masterful statement 
to the media that they cut away from about the hellhole of New York when we uh, when he just came out of the New York court. A trial date set for 25 March. Mike Lindell, tell us about the specials, brother. Yeah, everybody, we're running that real President's Day sale, our real president. We're running a pre-sale for the War Room Posse. Everybody's responded. This is our toppers, our mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA. It's got all the technology that other toppers don't have, the MyPillow proprietary foam. We've got the temperature-regulating fabric, and then we have this coil, this the coil-foam combination. There's nothing like it in the world. You get free shipping exclusive to the War Room Posse as low as $99.99, and, we're, and that your hoarder will ship for free, not just with the toppers, but it turns every single bed into the best rejuvenation station you've ever slept in. And we've got some of the flannel sheets left. We've got the Giza Dream sheets on sale, everybody, for $59.98 for the queen, $69.98 for the king. That's also exclusive to the War Room Posse. Now, the uh, the War Room Flash Sale, the $29.98 uh, um, 2.0 My Pillows and the King's $5 more, that's good. That's exclusive to the War Room Posse as of an hour from now. The price is going up everywhere except for the War Room Posse. You guys get all the great specials because you guys have had My Pillows back, this employee owned company that they've been getting, constantly getting attacked because I'm out there trying to help yeah. secure our elections for this eight, great fight we're in. And eight, I just want to thank all of you. 800-873-1062. The operators, it's War Room is the promo code. Make sure you tell the operators that we have their back. Mike, Marlago looks magnificent. I'm sure the president's looking forward to getting back there and hanging out with you. Thank you so much. See you this afternoon. Okay, we're content. Charlie Kirk's next. Pose out that we're continuing the coverage of this hearing in uh, Georgia. It's mesmerizing. Make sure you don't miss it on all our channels. Back here at five o'clock this afternoon. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon.com all one word warroomhealth.com use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment that's code warroom at checkout to save 67% and do it again warroomhealth all one word warroomhealth.com go there today you need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.